0: you're listening to Townsville's Chambercast, a podcast supporting the businesses of Townsville. We look forward to sharing business leaders and inspiring local business owners that make up our wonderful Townsville business community. This week, we are celebrating International Women's Day. In this episode, Michael sits down with Debbie Rains, past president at the Townsville Chamber of Commerce and franchisee of Travel Associates in Townsville, Mackay and Rockhampton. Debbie is a past Queensland winner of Telstra Business Owner Award, Townsville Businesswoman of the Year and was the first retail travel agency to be inducted into the Hall of Fame with the Australian Federation of Travel Agents after winning numerous industry awards. As a wife, mother, grandmother, daughter and employer of women, Debbie is very supportive of women's roles and opportunities and consistently strives to help others achieve their goals. Welcome, Michael and Debbie.
1: Thanks very much for that intro, Chantelle. Chantelle Ashurst is the Chamber's new Events and Communications Coordinator, and we look forward to her voiceover on many more podcasts. Well, today, my great pleasure to welcome Debbie Rains to our Chamber podcast in Townsville. Debbie, welcome. Welcome.
2: Thank you very much, Michael. Glad to be here.
1: Now, Debbie, um, International Women's Day is on Wednesday the 8th of March. Yes. What does International Women's Day mean to you?
2: Well, it's um, it means a lot in that it it makes us all stop and think and regroup. We've made great advances, and by that I mean... Women, in you know, from the old suffragettes' days, but I think even it's still very relevant today. And a lot of people do question: is it still relevant? But I think it is. It's because we we can stop, we can take charge of. Where we are as individuals, where we are as a gender, and possibly even where we want to be, or where we see our future and what what where that lies. It's just a good reflective opportunity to celebrate, to come together, and just to I don't know, just to just to be in the moment, be be us, be women.
1: And Debbie, as a local business owner and businesswoman, I think before we start talking um, about your life as, as a business owner and business operator, maybe it might be worthwhile to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and your background.
2: Oh, goodness. Um, well, I'm a born and bred Townsvillian, so I've lived here all my life. When I say that, sometimes people look at me as if they say, oh, poor thing, she never got the opportunity to leave town. However, I'm in the travel industry, which I'm sure we will touch on a bit later. And so, of course, I do get the opportunity to leave Probably not so much in the last couple of years. But I love Townsville. I really love Townsville. Townsville's been very good to me. It's been a, a fabulous place to, to raise my children, uh, two of which still live here. One has chosen um, to follow his dreams uh, further afield. But it's, it's just, I love Townsville. So... That's, I've done all my schooling here, always wanted to be a flight attendant so that's how I got involved at the uh, airlines. Found out I was too short for that so I had to do a real pivot there, probably one <laughs> of the very first in my career. Ended up in travel still but in travel agencies and I'm still there today. And what
1: do you think your inspiration was for starting a business rather than say being an employee?
2: Well, I did start as an employee. So, um, I actually wanted to be an accountant, Michael. So, there you go. Oh, no, but you saw the light. Little fun fact there. And I did go back um, when I finished school. I didn't sort of get my high enough maths grade. So, I did go back to night school to get that and then decided, you're right, saw the light, no, this is probably not for me. But at the time, I was working in a travel agency that was owned by my previous husband. I found my real niche in doing the administration and had a very fabulous accountant at the time who offered to teach me anything I needed to know about reading the financials and to understand it, which is, I guess, was my main preface to going to university and figured I didn't need to do four years to do that. I could just load it on the job. And so that's how... It all sort of evolved. So for a long time, when I moved out of that wanting to be an accountant phase and joined TAA, for those of you who may be old enough to remember TAA, as in reservations here to start with, and then out at the airport, and then TAA evolved into Australian Airlines, which then became Qantas got into travel agencies and then after my first husband and I decided we, um, our interests were maybe not quite so aligned anymore, I stayed on with the travel agencies and then grew them to where we've got four, four stores still today.
1: And do you think that the general public fully understands what it means to be a business owner or business operator as distinct from an employee or a specialist in a you know, medical practice or senior bureaucrat in a government department?
2: it's it 's a very different mindset, and a lot of people i think mis misinterpret or misvision what an entrepreneur or a business owner is they a lot seem to think that it's a it 's a free ticket or it's a it 's an easier ride to uh, maybe more income, maybe more time, and are probably not quite aligned or not quite prepared for what some of the the things you need to do in business in your own business to stay relevant to stay in business um because unfortunately the facts are there where what is it you know 80% of businesses fail within the first 12 months and another 80% mm-hmm. of what's left in the next 2 years 5 years you know by the time you get to 10 years we're flat out having 1% of those startup businesses still operating so you know so it's not just oh I'd love to start a business it's it's about what are the assets that you bring to the business? And I don't mean just financial. It's it you know, what's what's your resilience like? What's your tenacity like? And you know, are you prepared to lie awake at night and wonder where you know, where are gonna get the money from to pay the wages the next day? You know, when you when you feel you can live with all that, well then maybe go in and it's meant for you. Start a business <laughs>
1: <laughs> And thinking back to those early days, you know, what challenges did you face in the eighties that maybe perhaps aren't challenges today?
2: To just jump online and be able to find out what the airline schedule was to get to, you know, from Townsville to, say, London and how frequent Mm. they would operate, we had a couple of great big books. So one book was A to J or K or whatever it was and then the rest of the alphabet was in the other book. So if we had somebody who wanted to go to, say, London... So, you'd go flick through the pages and you'd try and find out one line that said what schedule that was. And then you'd have to go to another book to find out when the next sector went because they didn't fly quite as far and anywhere near as frequent way back then. So, you're probably going through different, you know, five or six different sections to get your sectors correct to match up. Airline flights did go, Qantas did fly out of Townsville there for a while. So it went, Mm. what was it, Townsville, Singapore, Harare, London Mm. or something like that. Mm. So, yeah, it was very challenging. And then you had to ring the airline and actually see if there was a seat available. And then you waited for the confirmations to come through. Mm. And we had paper tickets, so there was nothing electronic. And that was pretty good back then because you had the, you know, the little... um, uh typewriter whiteout things so you could change the dates Tip that it. way nice it is it's all
1: changed and now access to information is is you know momentary Absol- you know it's Absolutely. Just right there in your fingertips and, and that's another set of challenges for a business person uh thinking back across all of those years debbie what do you think is your proudest achievement whilst operating travel associates
2: right here right now i think i'm most proudest of surviving covid that we've been through a lot of challenges in the travel industry um Right, you know, we started talking about the '80s. Well, we, you know, the pilot strikes, SARS, 11th September bombing. That was a huge one. I didn't think we would ever experience anything as traumatic on the travel industry after that because people fundamentally just did not want to travel because they weren't sure. You know, Terrorism. Not, absolutely, yes. that was the real. Well, it wasn't the start, but it was the most significant um, um, event. Yeah. Well, when when COVID uh, hit and and nobody was really aware of what that was I mean we have had we had had SARS we had had uh, bird flu we'd had swine flu we'd had you know we'd had quite a few different flus and I suppose you know you sort of think that well it's going to be contained to one area um, and maybe travel will be restricted if not delayed or stopped to that area for some time but there was never ever any concept that it was going to be global um, when it first happened, or it was going to be um, so impactful for so long. Yeah, so I'm most proud, I suppose, to answer your question. There is is just that we've got an amazing um, bunch of people that I, I have the fortune of working with daily. That we all dug deep, um, and we just pulled ourselves together, and we came up with a couple of different concepts, and and uh, managed to to get through. So mm. um, it was a by no means a solo event, you know. And I really do want to to pay emphasis to that is that the team all rallied together to do whatever it took I suppose so that we we did get through and we're still we're still trading
1: mm. and look of course I'd hope not to mention or be talking about COVID during
2: <laughs> I know we're over it. <laughs> in 2023
1: because we are all over it but but it's not surprising that that's probably one of the greatest achievements and really from a, a, a local person's point of view watching the business having to pivot and think about new strategies and new ways of doing business and and making direct flights to you know Uluru or sunshine coast it was It was amazing to see that happen. Do you think in surviving that was being a woman um, did that help or make little difference to the outcome? do you think?
2: I think what was more important is that I had the respect of the team and the people that I worked with and others in you know the community or the the industry as well that we're going to give this a go that people rallied around and went mm. okay you know for example when I rang um, Robin from Alliance Airlines and just to discuss a totally different venture that I would sort of concocted in my head to see if we could do something with um, you know around the mining industry with their charters um, we came across, you know, I found out then that the aircraft were sitting on the ground and just said, Well, how far do they go? I'm going to go back to the office and look at a map and I'll let you know in about an hour where we're going to go, but we're going to charter those. And and he, Oh, all right, well, I'll go and check how far they go. You know, like it was just one of those conversations that people didn't laugh or go, Oh, you're you're nuts. It was, Oh, go and check out, see if we can do that. And, you know, and the rest worked. Thank goodness.
1: And do you think, I mean, that resilience you spoke about before and having that team sort of rally behind you, uh, that's obviously an important support system for you. What other support systems um, did you have or your backup systems, I guess, that sort of help you succeed in business?
2: Yeah, look, right from the beginning, I've had very, very supportive parents who both um, were both in, in small business themselves. So I, I did get an early grounding in small business, I guess, um, fundamentals, what it what it was like to you know, get call outs. After five, or you know, the likes, just you just knew that you were always on in small business, and they've always been there for me, always been very supportive, sometimes extremely biased in my favor, which you know is good. You know, when you know you've got someone in your corner, whether you're You're right or wrong, Yeah, 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 absolutely. So that's great, and I hope I'm the same for my children. And then, um, my husband's been very supportive. My kids were very supportive. I've got two that work in the business with me and Liam's taking on more um, a greater role in the business. Um, he's the general manager now and he'll be taking on more and more responsibility. But it was it was just, you know, a, a big bunch of flowers arrived with this just lovely note, we know you've got it mum, you know, and just sign. So, you know, just little things like that certainly, they weren't little, you know, just knowing that you had support behind you and then obviously the team that was just... Right, oh, okay. Well, this is what we're going to do.
1: Yeah, no, it's absolutely great. And again, just reflecting back over the years, is there any one particular piece of advice um, that you were given in business that yes. I don't know, perhaps was directed to you as a woman or otherwise um, to it, help you?
2: It was given to me by a woman who's also a very good friend of mine, and Jane uh, Jane Arlett. She doesn't actually remember ever saying this to me, but um, we've we've been um, we became quite good friends after I took over the presidency of the Townsville Business Women's Network. It was at the, at the time from her, and we would just talk a lot and um, Jane's a lot more learned than me and uh, she would sort of there was something about setting goals and whatever and, and this bit of advice I give to everybody. It's it's great to set goals and to revise your goals but always keep the goal you've set and set another goal because we we feel as though we've never achieved anything if we keep moving the goalposts all the time whereas if you've got your goal and you know you're getting close to it, well set a stretch set another one but once you hit that goal that you'd set for yourself, acknowledge that you've hit that goal. Have your little, you know, celebration, go and, you know, buy that bottle of champagne, whatever mm. it was that you were going to do to achieve that goal. But recognise and acknowledge that you've hit that goal. Or else you're always just chasing your tail. You never feel as though you're ever achieving by changing the goalposts all the time. So nothing wrong with change with stretching, but acknowledge that you've achieved. So mm. I share that with Anybody, any mentoring I've ever done, I always share that because I think there's a lot to be said. When when times are tough and it's hard and you think, what am I doing all this for? When you stop, reflect and realise, oh, hang on, I've done this. You've you've moved along. You've you've moved forward. It's Mm. good to acknowledge that.
1: It's always important to make time to, um, you know reward yourself for great outcomes and great achievements even though the next wave is around the corner.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: it's important to um, celebrate I suppose, celebrate successes Yes, before you move on. Yes. So obviously Jane was a, an important inspiration in your life in that regard. Um, who have been your greatest inspirations, male or female?
2: Look I've always uh, looked to anybody that, that is successful of course but, but people that have always left something in the deal for the next person or or somebody that's actually uh, created something like one of my early mentors was we we talked a bit earlier Brad Webb and I are, are good mates and, and in the early days with business when I was trying to do things on my own he was a really good source of I'll just give it a go you know like probably had a few other words in there as well but um you know <laughs> yeah it just it was just very supportive and and mm. so that was very inspirational to see that somebody from Townsville could do so well there was lots of other Townsvillean people that have done well but there's also you know, Graham Turner, who started Flight Centre, and the way he, he came about doing that was pretty inspirational. Anybody that started in, a, in a, a whole new industry or started a whole new industry has just been... It just fascinates me that, you know, you could come up with that idea.
1: Absolutely. And again, just thinking about yourself as a successful businesswoman, do you um, believe that there's any particular challenges or advantages of being a woman in business
2: there's certainly yes. challenges I've been quite fortunate in that I've probably not been aware if there was a glass ceiling I wasn't aware of it because I just did my thing if that makes sense put a lot of that down to being regional i you know I said earlier I'm, I'm born and bred Townsville and I've been happy to stay I haven't had any aspiration of, of climbing uh, a corporate ladder or you know going too far afield Um we have branched out regionally, but you know, not to to go too far afield. Maybe I was distracted with having children and stuff like that. And, um, but I don't know. It was never a big drive, so I haven't physically seen it too much. But I have witnessed for myself, I should say. But I have witnessed certainly in a lot of the corporate sectors where. Unfortunately, you know, women having having to have time off to have babies, and then have got to kind of rejoin the, the workforce, and how that it can be difficult. Boards and quotas, you know, a lot of boards mm. inspiration, you know, starting off um, having uh, quotas for women, so that there was some of that gender equity um, was starting to come in. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, before it was all male style, male pale. dominated. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Now, Debbie, here's a tough question.
2: And the what others ad- weren't. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: advice would you give to a 20-year-old Debbie thinking about oh, going into business in 2023?
2: There's been way more goods than bads. But I don't know that I would have gone into the same business. I think um, by 20 I uh, uh, I didn't go to university, but I think I would have valued education a little bit more than what I did. I was a little bit, oh, just get enough, do enough to get through, take it a bit more seriously. And and I think, though, that there's more opportunities now, you know, because I am quite a bit older than 20 now, that there weren't um, the the ways to be able to learn Uh, Back then, that what there is now, and and there's so much more that's of interest. You can pick an interest instead of just following probably some of the more traditional lines. But that said, um, I think I would tell myself that it's okay. The hardships you will get through, but go for
1: it. Well, look, thank you very much, Debbie. That's been absolutely fantastic and a great insight. Now, a Townsville-based successful businesswoman has operated in the travel industry, and I really appreciate your time. Thank 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 you very much.
0: Thanks very much. Thank you, Debbie. What an inspiring journey. Townsville Chamber of Commerce would like to thank their corporate sponsors, James Cook University, 106.3 Star FM, External IT and NQAV for their continued support. Thank you for listening and remember to think, support, celebrate and go local. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to get all the latest Chambercast episodes.